Thank you for joining us for Working Through the Word, a ministry of the Richmond Church of Christ. Let's join our pulpit minister, Mike Johnson, as he brings today's lesson. I spoke recently with some beekeepers who express their real concern right now in our country, and maybe, I guess, around the world, I'm not sure. They're concerned that the bee population is going down at an alarming rate. I guess disease, something to do with human work, I don't know, predators, I don't know what it is. I also have heard about the enemy bees that are coming in from other places and attacking. And now they're really concerned about the bee population because they know, they said, that it is going to damage our food production. It could damage our flower production because bees are an absolute necessity for part of our cross-pollination. Maybe many of you during this time heard or saw, my wife pointed it out to me, the story that was circulating about the farmer who had, was trying to grow some citrus crops. He had, and if I don't get it exactly right, it'll make the point. He had lemon trees that just didn't produce anything. And they said, well, prune them next year. And he did, and still nothing. And they said, well, do something around the base. And he did, and still nothing. And they gave him one thought after another, and nothing worked. And finally, after about five years, he was ready to give up. And so he decided, I'll grow oranges instead. And he planted orange trees. And the next year, he had a bumper crop of both. Cross-pollination. Cross-pollination is not just something that we need in agriculture. It is also something we need in the church. And I will tell you, as those beekeepers were concerned about the bee population... I am concerned about bees spiritually for the cross-pollination that we need as a family of God. I want you to think with me for just a few minutes about the value of cross-pollination and how we need to think about this. We have been apart. I'm concerned. I'm concerned because things are not as they should be. They're how they need to be. But I'm concerned at the spiritual lack that may result from the fact that we have been where we've been. Go with me now for just a few minutes 
Go through the short course on cross-pollination that I took yesterday just to understand the process. I don't know it well. But I did a crash course to try to figure some things out. And as I went through that course on cross-pollination, I learned some things that I think are valuable for the church and for our spiritual health as it relates to cross-pollination. Think about these lessons for a few minutes. One, I learned that more than half of the most important crop plants that we have need cross-pollination. I know that we need cross-pollination. That is, we need to have what each one offers. Those plants that need cross-pollination, they need what is brought from other plants to make them better. And they share from themselves what makes others better. I know that as a church, we need cross-pollination. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, it is Paul writing about the church in the body concept. And he says that though we are many members, yet there's one body. We're all members, but there's one body. So that yes, there are so many members, but there's one body. What's his point? We are a body, an organism, and in that situation, we have many members. And in that sharing time, member to member, we are cross-pollinating. We need this concept. And unfortunately, we've had to do without a lot of it. Number two, didn't need to study about this one so much, but we all know that cross-pollination happens from various sources. The wind causes some of it. Various kinds of insects, bees of course, and sometimes even the way humans do things, the cross-pollination works. And so it comes from various sources, in order for the church to have the cross-pollination spiritually that we need, we need all of the various sources. In Romans 12, Paul said, According to the grace it is given to me, I write to you not for anyone to think more highly of himself than he ought to think, but be soberly and righteously and godly. He wants us to think about ourselves properly. But what does he say about ourselves? Having then gifts differing from one another, we share those things. Should we think highly of ourselves? Yes. 
should we think more highly of ourselves than we ought to? No. But if God wants us to share with each other the gifts that we have, the various sources that provide spiritual cross-pollination, then I have to think highly of what I have to give to you. And you have to think highly of what you have to give to me. It comes from various sources. We need all of them. Number three, I didn't know this, but here's what I read yesterday. You can tell, they say, the difference between the flowering plants and the nectar-producing plants that are dependent mainly upon wind self-pollination or cross-pollination versus The plants that use or have the bees and the insects and the human involvement, you can tell the difference. They say, those that rely on the wind primarily, the flowers are less brilliant. The nectar is less sweet. But those that use those other means are much greater. You know why? Because the wind is just by chance. If it doesn't blow your way, if it doesn't blow something in, then cross-pollination doesn't work. You know what I learned about that? Spiritually speaking, cross-pollination works best when it is planned and intentional. If it only happens by chance, it only happens by luck, if you will, just by passing by, we're not going to do as well. The passage read earlier tells us to consider one another. And stir up one another to love and good works. That is an intentional thing. When the writer said, consider one another, he said, think intentionally. Think purposefully. Make a decision. Make it a plan. Don't just let it happen because it won't happen as well. Number four. The article made this statement. Bees cannot fail when they go from one plant to another. What they said about that was because of the ways bees have been built, when they land in one place and they take what's there by landing and they go land on another place, they automatically take what they had and leave it where they went. They can't fail. Now, I do believe that intentional is better, but here's what he does say in that text, that idea. Spiritually speaking, whatever we do makes a positive impact. Whatever we do 
is positive. The early church in Acts 2, they were together and they had all things common. And you know that passage. And they continued in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, breaking of bread. Verse 46, they went from house to house and ate their food with gladness and singleness of heart. And they were all together. There was a positive impact. Yes, even if it's not intentional, there's still positive impact. But for our purposes, I want you to know whatever you do is a positive effect on spiritual cross-pollination. We've seen it. Families have seen it. I've seen it. When we were quarantined and people came and dropped off this and this and this, and this. I was glad when those winds blew by and brought whatever it was. But I was also glad intentionally when I could call someone and say, will you do this for me? How many times could we duplicate those stories in this church over and over and over? The positive impact that is happening through cross-pollination. Number five, growth happens. In the plant world, because of cross-pollination, more plants, better yield, everything's better. It is the cross-pollination that causes growth in the church. In Ephesians 4 and verse 16, the Bible says that by every joint and ligament, it works together causing growth for the body. As a church through spiritual cross-pollination, we dig deeper and grow deeper into the Lord and in our connections with each other. And through that, through that concept, we're able to increase the number through the influence that we have in the world as they see it. And the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. Acts 2, verse 47. You know what was happening? Those people saw the connections of those early Christians, and they wanted to be a part. When I look into the Word of God, I see the necessity in order for us to grow, in order for us to improve, in order for us to find our spiritual depth, through cross-pollination. But finally, I want you to notice, I read that with cross-pollination, there are some plants with fruit and seed-bearing plants. All of them, they need cross-pollination. For those that aren't being grown for seed or fruit-bearing you can get by without it. Well, I immediately thought, 
of John 15, where Jesus said, what? I am the vine. You're the branches. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, my Father prunes. In other words, our purpose is to bear fruit. That's what He wants from us. And if that's what happens through cross-pollination, it isn't going to happen here without the same thing. We need spiritual cross-pollination. Now, I'm concerned. I am. For those who need to, if you feel like you need to, I don't want you to, but if you feel like you need to, just pull your feet back so I don't step on your toes. But I'm going to put mine out here because I need to step on mine just as I need to step on others. Here's what concerns me. Yes, life has been disrupted. But I am far more concerned about situations where people have gone about and are going about their normal lives everywhere, every way, except the church. I was told a story, not from here, of a man who said, I have continued to go to work, and I continue to go to the store, but I am not coming in the church building. What is that about? What's the mentality? I think there's something else going on there besides COVID, I'll tell you. But I am concerned. I am concerned that it's easier not to get back because we have this online presence. Everything else we sort of need to go to, to get to. Now, I'm not trying to get anyone to be in danger and, and lose their lives. That's not my point. But, but today I am saying this, good people, we have to work toward getting back together. If we don't, it will affect us. We will not fruit bear as well. It will not be as brilliant. It just won't be what it can be unless we are intentionally involved in cross-pollination. Gives me a chance at the beginning of this year to highlight again how we're, how we're doing this. I said the, the, the day's theme is fitness. Well, I'm concerned about the bees of cross-pollination in the church. And with our shepherds, we've devised, and it's been going, but not well, but it will, 
a way to be fit. It started two years ago, and the first year of any new thing is always difficult. And the second year of the new thing was called COVID. And now we're in the third year of the new thing, and we're still in COVID. But we still need to be fit. The bees of spiritual cross-pollination. Be in fellowship. There are 52 verses in the New Testament that use the phrase one another. That concept of one another just pervades the New Testament, the family idea, the body idea. We are a group that need to be together. If we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus Christ continues to cleanse us from sin. 1 John 1, 7. That's just one of those 52 verses that says we need to be in fellowship. That is, we need to be a part of the work of this church. Therefore, number two, be involved. Jimmy Jividen wrote a book entitled Koinonia, which is the Greek word for fellowship. And he said, No Christian can anymore be in fellowship with God and other Christians and not be involved with them than an individual can teeter-totter by himself. You ever tried to teeter-totter by yourself? Doesn't work too well, does it? And he said, you can claim to have fellowship with the Lord all you want. And you can claim to be in fellowship with the brethren all you want. But if you are not involved with those people, then you're really not. To be involved is to be a part of the work. Because every one of us, 1 Corinthians 3 verse 8, will give account of himself before the Lord. We have a responsibility to do our work. And we do our work with each other. We need to be involved with each other. Therefore, third, this is the capstone. We need to be Together. We cannot underestimate the power of this gathering. We cannot underestimate the power of small gatherings where people are getting together for Bible study, where people are getting together to enjoy just being with each other. We cannot underestimate, nor can we overestimate the value of being together. That's exactly why the text says, not forsaking the assembling of yourselves together. The Hebrew writer wrote an entire letter about people who were leaving Christianity and going back into their former lives 
of the Jewish system. And one of the things he said to do to combat that is to stay together as Christian people, working and sharing. And that keeps people alive, active, and present. I'm sure you've already seen it, right? Be fit. Fellowship, involvement, together. Everybody in this church is or will be in a fit team. And in, to do that gives you an opportunity to be in fellowship and involved and together with other Christians. Let us find a way, certainly understanding the requirements because of the pandemic, but let us find ways to be together. Let us find ways to work together. Oh, and it's continuing. I'm not saying we're not working. We have so many things going on continually you may not even know about. But let us intentionally say, okay, we're going to get about the business of being fit as a church in Richmond. And I pray, as I'm sure you do, for that success of that very idea. The best way is to start with the Lord. Maybe someone here today has not obeyed the gospel, ready to be immersed into Christ. We can do it right now. Maybe someone online is saying, I'd like to talk to someone. Give me a call. Send us a text, an email. We'll be glad to talk to you. And certainly during difficult times, we need to pray for each other. If there's something you need for us to pray for, or maybe there's something really good that you need us to know about, and we can praise God because of it. Our shepherds will be here at the front to meet you as we stand and sing. We hope you enjoyed today's broadcast brought to you by the Richmond Church of Christ. We are located at 1500 Lancaster Road in Richmond, Kentucky. We meet on Sunday mornings for Bible class at 9 a.m., followed by our morning worship service held at 10 a.m. Our Sunday evening service is held at 6 p.m., and our midweek Bible study is held on Wednesday at 7 p.m. If you are in the area, we would love to have you as our honored guest. Thanks for listening.